This show is designed to give general information related to investing in finance. Neither Aaron Katzman, his guests, nor the radio station are rendering legal, tax, or specific investment advice. If you need such advice, contact a licensed advisor. And welcome to the Aaron Katzman Show. I'm your host, Aaron Katzman, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. And as always, we're coming to you from the spiritual and soon-to-be financial capital of the world, Jerusalem, Israel. Be sure, if you like this content, hit the like button down below. And if you've not yet done it, and we don't know why, but if you've not yet done it, be sure to hit the subscribe button so that you get in real time. As soon as it's posted, you'll be the first person to get all the content that goes up on YouTube. We have a really good show today. Why is that? Because I've got somebody on. It's not just me. You don't have to listen to me blab for 20 minutes this week. Um, it's my honor to introduce Aaron Shuchatovitz, who is the founder of AliyahMoneyTips.com, a new resource dedicated to empowering Olim to better manage their finances before and after Aliyah. Aaron is an accredited wealth management advisor and a California licensed investment advisor. He currently lives in Kochav HaShachar with his wife and two kids. And just because of the name, the first name that we share, it's going to be a good show. Welcome to the show, Aaron. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I've heard a lot of these interviews, so uh, it's great to, it's very big honor to be, to be on with you. I appreciate that. So why don't we just jump right in and why don't you um, tell us, first of all, what is AliyahMoneyTips.com? Okay, so basically uh, I started it as a side hobby blog where I wanted to just post about things that uh, I had talked about with friends, I had done myself, I had helped others do and kind of share that information with Olim. I was surprised at how much engagement there was with uh, some of the content, you know, even some of the longer articles that are less interesting. I understand people like to talk about, you know, currency exchange and different ways to transfer money. That's a big one. But uh, some of the longer form articles that, that I was writing, uh, people were really engaging with. Uh, so I decided to kind of spend time trying to publish content every month on the site dedicated just helping Olim understand concepts that are helpful for them when it comes to money management, when it comes to investing, when it comes to finance, when it comes to budgeting, you know, all, all different, different kinds of topics and uh, trying to give, give uh, Olim, uh, you know, a lot more resources, whether they're before Aliyah, whether they're after Aliyah, just a, a way to get, you know, information to help them research, uh, you know, whatever topics they're looking for. That's great. So why don't we divide this into sort of uh, two, like you just mentioned that last sentence you said, why don't we speak about right now, current Olim, sort of um, younger Olim, and then we'll get to um, people thinking about or planning their Aliyah uh, in the second half of the show. Um, what are things that, I mean, you should know, right? Because people, you, you mentioned how much interaction and engagement you've had. What are sort of the popular issues that Olim are facing once they make Aliyah? Okay, so of course there's, how do I get money to Israel? If, mm -hmm. I, if I'm making Aliyah, and I've had some savings or I have some investments or I have any anything of that sort that I want to transfer money to Israel to be able to uh, help with cash flow, you know, in the meantime, as I get a job, that's that's a big topic. Uh, a recent topic I, I published about is there's a lot more interest in remote work for people who are considering Aliyah, you know, you know, the, the, the one maybe blessing that came out of out of COVID is this 
more acceptance of people working from anywhere in the world. And that has opened up a lot of opportunities, but it's, it's a lot of companies a lot of complications also. So trying to aggregate information around taxes, uh, you know, I'm not an accountant, but uh, just putting out information that's helpful for people before they talk to an accountant that they can read about and, and say, hey, is this relevant to me? Or is this, uh, does this help fit, hit my topic? Uh, you know, that, that really, I think, hit, hits, hits, hits a, an important point. Um, you know, once, once they're here, there's a lot of questions, especially for Americans about investing, as, as I'm sure you know, and what should I be investing in? What can I invest in? What's going to give me, you know, what's going to have my U.S. account give me a, a heart attack when, when they send over the bill and and just kind of, you know, a better understanding of what's out there and and, and what what uh, what they should be looking for. That's, and I can I can really attest to the fact that you go through these issues in uh, tremendous depth. I've read through your blog posts and it's really good stuff. It's not superficial. It's really um, in depth. Going back to the first issue that you brought up, it's funny, about two hours ago, I got a call from a client who in the past had always, you know, in her situation, um, she's retired. She moved here, retired, all her money's in the States. And until now, she's basically written checks and cash checks. Now in the past, that used to be the way to get money over. It became harder a couple of years ago. And she told me now that her money changer, actually, there's something that's going on. And once again, we're back in the situation where it's very, very difficult to, for the money changers to deposit checks. So can you give us maybe a little bit of some of the firms that are out there, the easier ways for people to transfer money from the US to Israel? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's really, I guess, a breakdown between uh, three different concepts. There's, of course, the uh, four different concepts. There's the bank-to-bank -bank transfers, where where you can have your bank transfer directly to your Israeli bank, and you know all the fees and 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 costly uh, things associated with that. That's obviously a safe option, uh, but it's also a very costly option. It's probably the most expensive option. Then you've got uh, the various transfer service companies that provide a service and and help help individuals you know get their money here. You will often go back deal with the back and forth with the bank in terms of transferring money over, and 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 that's that's one option obviously with fees associated with that. There are um, the ability to open up a brokerage account specifically with interactive brokers where they make it easy if you are doing investing and that's that's an important thing if you're looking to do some investing alongside they make it very easy to transfer money across borders and exchange currency at a at extremely uh, good rate and very low commission and and there's fintechs uh, which which is basically apps or you know kind of startups that are that are helping uh, People that are that are expats and people living all over the world transfer money easily. That's that's Revolut. That's Wise. Uh, companies like that, which have also uh, brought a lot of competition to the to the marketplace. So there's really a lot of options, and and you know they all each have their pros and cons and and different challenges. But uh, it's a very important thing for people moving here that have money in the states that want to get here to to set up maybe even more than one efficient way of transferring money here that they feel comfortable with, that they feel safe with. Um, and that's, uh, yeah, for sure, very important. That's the safety part is a big issue. I don't know how long you've been here, but I've uh, been living in Israel for quite a long time and seen the demise of multiple money changing <laughs> operations. People think it's just in and out to the money changing thing, but you don't want to be the one, you don't want to, the day that they go under, for whatever reason, you don't want to be the one who's got their money 
right. uh, with them. And then you're there's nowhere to turn, right? You're, you're right. basically finished. The money is, is, is you should always use an established uh, uh, company. Uh, and there's, you know, different for safety sure. when it comes to what, you know, the particular things you're using, but for sure, that's a very, and important. some of these companies, the FinTech companies like wise uh, might not be yet available in Israel, but I'm sure it'll be rather shortly. They're also like offering debit cards and credit cards as well. So you can really do, you will be able to do everything sort of in a one-stop shop, yeah. right? right? It'll make Rev life sort of easy in terms of living in multi yeah. Re Re Revolut in particular lets you do basically everything with your account. You can uh, trans transfer money 10 times a month for no additional cost. You can exchange as much money as you want. You can save in shekels and, and create different sub accounts that help you save for specific goals. And you can use your debit card to spend in shekels. I don't know of any other non-Israeli credit card or debit card that you can actually spend in shekels with. The no foreign transaction fee credit cards are charging you in dollars. It's, it's, you're getting a, an exchange rate every time you make a transaction, whereas Revolut, you can save money advance. You can kind of reduce your risk as far as exchange exchange rate. You can you can buy shekels and you can spend in shekels all along the year or however you you budget, which is a uh, very interesting advantage for somebody who's working in the States or is bringing over money constantly from the States. There's, there's a lot of very uh, interesting, you know, fintechs like this coming out. And I think there's going to be a few more soon uh, as well. Another, I guess, in, in terms of the, for, for the Olim who already live here, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on one more issue. Probably the biggest issue, um, the hottest thing that's going on in Israel has been, uh, as in many places of the world, obviously, is sort of the uh, overheated, potentially, uh, real estate market. Um, for people who are living here, buying a home might be different than it than, than it was when they bought a home uh, wherever they came from, where they immigrated from. Can you just walk us through a little bit the process, what to look out for in terms of when you're buying a home in Israel? Well, uh, I you know I recently gone through this and I recently did an interview with uh, with a lawyer I'm very close with with about this about this issue and he he really provides a good a good walk down. But how would I compare it to to buying in the states? It's definitely I never bought a house. What do people look out for? What do, what, what do yeah. people look out for, let's say, when they buy an apartment here? What are the things well, they need to know when they're buying an apartment? Number one, you really want a lawyer who's going to look out for your interests. Um, there are tons of paperwork, in, you know, which might be in a foreign language to you. Uh, even if you speak Hebrew fluently, it, it might be in a foreign language to you. There's tons of different bureaucratic bodies. There's taxes involved. There's all kinds of complex issues. You want somebody who's going to represent your interests. If you're buying from a Kablan, that Kablan is a lot bigger than you. You're a little guy and he can squash you. If you're buying from a uh, individual, you know, the, your interests are not aligned. You, he's trying to sell you something. Uh, and, you know, and, and you have to, you have to make sure that, that, that you're taking care of your, your interests, having a good lawyer, getting somebody to inspect the property. These are all things that, that really bring, bring a, a lot of value, I think. And of course, making sure you, you know, if you're, especially if you're bringing money over from the States um, or you're saving up for, for a down payment, having, having a way to do that in shekels, you're going to be, you're going to be buying a property in shekels or in, in almost all cases. Now, I, I know, I know real estate used to be priced in dollars back, back when the currency wasn't as uh, powerful, but you know, you're going to be buying a house in shekels and you, your banks can give you a lot of trouble. You want to make sure you have a set way to get the money here. Um, and, and not cause delays, especially if you find your dream home and you don't want to lose the deal. That's what I would say. The, I, I second everything you said. The, the importance of a lawyer is yeah. second to none. Yesterday, I, a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from somebody who was basically buying an apartment here sight unseen, got some pictures from the agent and decided 
that they desperately needed to buy that apartment because of its location and through other reasons. After going into it a little bit, it turned out that it was um, what's called church land. Now, I don't want to go into all the nitty gritty and the minutia of church land, but needless to say, if you don't know what that is um, and you don't speak to your lawyer, you could really be up the creek, <laughs> literally. Yes. Um, so, you know, and I said, did you speak to a lawyer? He said, well, I've got somebody, but, you know, I said, do you understand church land? He's like, no. I said, you better, the first thing to do before you plunk down all that money uh, is yeah. speak to your lawyer and really understand yeah. what you're getting into. And uh, right. there's, there's some laws here that are in place from the time of the Ottoman Empire right. that are still respected, which is, Correct. you know, you really got to know what you're doing and, and, and make sure everything is kosher. Uh, Correct. Especially with a, with a purchase as big as real estate. Yep. Um, Aaron, I was remiss. How can people get a hold of you? Go on my website. We've got a contact form. I've got a WhatsApp link there that, that you can WhatsApp me. I do try and be responsive and, and help people out with quick questions when I when I can. Um, so feel free to, you know, reach out to me. It's aliamoneytips.com. Um, you know, lots of articles, lots of guides there, and you can always reach out to me there. Okay, that's great. We'll also post the, your contact information um, at the notes on the show as well on the great. YouTube channel. You are tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show, where we speak to you about your life, your money, and your investments. Be sure to like this video and podcast, and if you have yet to do so, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we're speaking about Aliyah money tips. And we spoke up until now about what people who have already made Aliyah should look out for. Now I'd like to transition to the other side of the ocean, so to speak. Um, we all know that, that interest in Aliyah over the last two years um, has been record setting. There are all kinds of projections out there from the Jewish agency, anywhere between 50 to 100,000 Olim they view are gonna be coming in the next five or six years. Um, there's definitely a buzz uh, about Aliyah. For people who are thinking about Aliyah, what are some things that they need to think about on the financial side of things um, and some tips that you can give you can give to them? Right. So of course, you, you want to understand where you're at as far as employment and where you're at as far as a job and, and figuring out, are you going to be able to keep your job remotely? Are you coming here and, and, and going to have something lined up? That's going to be a, a big determinant of your, your status. If you're coming here as a retiree, how how do you have access to to your retirement funds, and how do you have access to to, to cash flow in Israel to make sure that you're you know you're you're able to live a retirement life and 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 be safe and and you're taking taking care of all your your risk and stuff like that. So it really depends what stage you're coming from. There's there's so many olim that are coming now and becoming chalabodedim uh, and stuff, which is incredible. And they're moving here and, and they're starting at a totally different stage of life. There's people that are moving here uh, after retirement, in the middle of retirement. There's people that are moving here as families. Um, it's really it's really unbelievable. Um, I think it's I think. We, we can de definitely agree on this, that, that it's very exciting to, to see it, uh, see the Aliyah numbers growing. Uh, I think it's, uh, um, I think it's a really big opportunity for, for, for people who are living here to lend a helping hand and, and to, uh, you know, welcome all these, all these uh, new Aliyah. It can be a little challenging. You have to get the right mindset. There's a lot of bureaucracy. I'm sure you'll hear that nonstop. Uh, anybody thinking about Aliyah hears that but it's not impossible. There's a lot uh, of resources to help you. And there's a lot of uh, ways that you can have a softer landing and you can, you know, kind of uh, get used to uh, systems here and financial systems. And you can really uh, build out a plan in advance and, 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 and come with a lot of confidence. One issue I'd like to speak about, this is, I, I get asked this a lot also, is that 
you know, you might be set up with your job and what have you. You might have your investments if you're living on, depending, it doesn't really matter what stage in life you're at in, in terms of this, is how does one budget, right, for making Ali once they come here, right? They're, people tend to think that they can almost transfer their, their financial life in terms of their income and their savings, uh, their income and their expenses, excuse me, um, from what it was to what it, what it is here now, right? But it's two different realities. And I, I think people need to really understand their budgets um, before they're coming. They have to give, obviously, some leeway in the budget in order to make ends meet. Because you don't want to come here and then figure out that you're not making enough money, not you don't me. have enough in savings. Right? You want to do all that stuff beforehand. Do you have anything to say, any tips about that? Yeah, I mean, you, you have to think of it differently because a lot of, a lot of people, you, you hear a lot about the high cost of living in Israel. And Israel does have a high cost of living in many in many situations, but a lot of people coming from America are confused by that because they say, "Wow, I was paying for a Jewish education for my children, and now you know, look at look at what I'm paying now here in Israel." They look at healthcare uh, and things like that, which which can be major budgeting expenses that now have to be shifted and and treated differently. And and you know, housing costs can be high, and groceries can be more expensive here. And there's there, it's really a different budget. You're not going to be able to keep the same structure, the same budget that you had, you know, living in America with, with your Amazon deliveries, uh, you know, by drone, um, you're, it's, it's not necessarily going to be that case soon. You know, it'll be that, it'll, we'll have that option here too, but not yet. And uh, it's going to be very, very different um, in terms of where your expenses are going. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of great sample budgets on online, but they're, they're not going to do the trick until you get here and see it yourself. They're not, they're not going to be conclusive, but they can give you an idea and they can give you a better, a better feel for it. And you, you have to also start thinking in shekels a little bit, not in dollars. Um, you, maybe that's starting to save a little bit in shekels. So you, you've got that ready and you don't have to worry about the exchange rate on the day you, on the day you land, which might be great or might be terrible. We, we really don't know. And, you know, steps like that you can take to, to already feel confident that you understand you have a ballpark estimate of, of, of what to expect when you land and speak to your friends who made Aliyah. yeah right don't don't go on some website where you have a 10th generation israeli who you know know how to get by with uh eight kids yeah. and two bedrooms because chances are if you're coming from the five towns or whatever that's not the kind of standard of living that you're for about I'm not, without making any judgments right you're just you're not going to relate to that type of thing. So you don't want to be misled. You want to speak to friends who made Aliyah recently and sort of get a feeling about how much they're spending. Aaron, for I want sure. to thank you so much for coming on. This is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is great. And once again, people can reach you. At aliamoneytips.com. Aaron at aliamoneytips.com is my email. And yeah, feel free to reach out. I hope, I hope the, the blogs, the, the articles are helpful. Send me an email, something that you think is not covered enough or a, a topic that, that could be really useful for Aleem. And, and I, would love to, uh, I would love to put it together, hopefully. That's, that's fantastic. And keep up the, the good content. It's really, really important and it's really, really helpful for people. You've been tuning in to the Aaron Katzman Show, where we speak about your life, your money, and your investments. Once again, be sure to like this video. And if you've not yet done it, please remember to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll speak to you soon.